526 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, no matter if you're playing it in a snowstorm yep. or in a heat wave. We are here for you. <laughs> Chances are you're in the snowstorm because it seems like half the country is I, getting I hit. I believe about half the country. Wow. Roughly one half country. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we are hunkering down for the snowstorm that's yes. about to hit us. So we hope you that your internet connection stays active. <laughs> So you oh, can man. play some arena. <laughs> right after this, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm purchasing yep. a lot of snacks. Yes. And then I am going home. What snacks are you going to get? Ooh, this, this is, is a really good yeah. question. Yeah. Um, I have already like made some sweet snacks. So I'm going to, you know, I have you to. You need salty. Uh, yeah, exactly. I need to up the savory snacks. That's a good idea, though. Um, I so maybe, cookies. Yeah. I've, like, I've been craving, you know, maybe like a salt and vinegar chip. What are you British? <laughs> I love Maria. I will eat salt and vinegar chips wow. until my mouth, my mouth is just dis- d- disintegrated. Yes, like destroyed <laughs> until it is physically so painful my eyes water as I'm eating them. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you've inspired me. Now I need to go get a snack haul yeah. before the storm hits. Um, thank you for hunkering down with us here on Good Luck High Five, everybody. We just got off a plane, and boy, are our arms tired. And the rest of us, quite frankly, my brain is in a state of some kind of uh, degree of melt um, yeah. after the pro tour. Oh, my goodness. I took a nap yesterday and I am not a big napper. Right? Yeah. It's just hard for me to Same. fall asleep Same. and take a nap. But I was simply trying to watch television <laughs> and I passed out. Yeah. I was so tired. Yeah. I fell asleep very early last night and as a consequence, woke up really early this morning and I just like, I still am just, you know, I feel like I ran a marathon yeah. and you know, in some ways we did. Some ways you did. So we're going to tell you all about what it was like to be back at the very first paper pro tour yeah. since 2019 and so we're going to tell you what happened in the tournament as far as Pioneer goes, as far as mm-hmm. draft goes. And then we are going to break down draft for you uh, based on the data from 17 lands. That's right. If you're like... Wow, what should I be drafting? Oh, We're here to tell yeah. you that the good news is is that there's a lot of stuff that you can draft in this format. Yes. It is exceptionally draftable across the board, but there are, there are some surprising very good cards. Yeah, and I think that helps a lot when you're like approaching your draft. A card that is you might not be taking highly enough can really mm-hmm. make a difference in uh, in your outcome. Yeah, so there's. I'm really excited. We have some we have some guessing games for yeah. the two of us um, <laughs> about some of this data because it is so fun and surprising. So you stick can, around. You can play along at home. You yeah, know? you really can. Um, but before we jump into the pile of goodness, um, much like Scrooge McDuck, we are going to say thank you to everybody yes. who ha- helps. us us make this show thank you so much to everyone who is a patron of the show over at patreon.com slash glhf yeah um it really truly means the world to us we have no new patrons in the past wah, week wah, wah, wah. what so this episode belongs to no, no one, one. <laughs> um remember you had it. remember if you want an episode that belongs to you, you. um you just have to become a patron or up your pledge if you're able to, um, it really, it really does mean so very, very much to us. Uh, you know, 
keeping keeping this show on the air for everyone, whether they can be a patron or not. Uh, keeping the broadcast coming out of your cat's mouths. That's right. Uh, keeping you know our studio nice and sounding nice like this. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash Magic. Get a shout-out, access to our Discord, and rewards based on your tier level, which can be as little as a dollar a month. Wow. Yeah, it can be anything. What a thing. It, what a thing. What a thing. Thank you as well to our lovely sponsor, Card Kingdom. You should check them out if you've never checked them out. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, if you have never gone, if, despite having heard us to- tell you about them again and again, <laughs> you have never gone to cardkingdom.com. Slash GLHF, uh, you should go. Just take a look. Just check. Take Just a look. go take a look. Take a look. There is, um, right now, you can pre-order the Phyrexia All Be One Complete Bundle, Ooh. which I've had my dirty little paws on this thing, and let me tell you, it is freaking sweet. Nice. You get, like... Complete. Complete. Like, the cool, like, oil slick um, cards. Ooh, yeah. You get those. You get the full art yeah. oil, like, not oil slick, but the, the full-out foil lands from this mm-hmm. set that are a panorama. You get, like, two oils, like, I don't know, what are they? I can't even think of what they're Complete. called. They're so sweet. The black, like, sweet cards. <laughs> you get the those. Icker. The icker treatment. Thank yeah. you. Um Complete. Complete. I showed that to people who don't play Magic, and they're like, wow, I think I want to play Magic now Ooh, when they saw this bundle, yeah, by like, the way. That's so nice. It's so cool. Well, there you go. There you go. You can get Card it. Cardkingdom.com. At cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Let's talk about the return to the Paper Pro Tour. Wow. Maria, how did it feel? Wow. Okay. So, yeah. This past weekend, if you didn't catch it on Twitch, was Pro Tour Phyrexia, the first Paper Pro Tour since Pro Tour Oko, we're yeah. going to call it, in November of 2019. <laughs> oh, we'll call it Pro Tour Oko. Oh, we will. That was won by Andre Ostrowski after he had notably quit Magic. Um, so, this is the first time we're slinging paper spells in a mm-hmm. building together again in human person. Um Walking into the hall for the first time and seeing the tables set up and the stage set up in the same way that it had been for all those paper pro tours we attended in the past years was kind of surreal. Yeah. It was like walking in. It was a blast from the past. I feel like I teleported. <laughs> yeah. I feel yes. like I had teleported <laughs> 10 years ago. Well, it wouldn't have been that long, but yeah. whatever. Back to, I just felt like I was, you know, minus yes. five years old. Absolutely. It was uh, weird. It was very, very cool. Um, my very, my very favorite thing was on Thursday, the day before the tournament started. Um, you know, there's these, there are these big testing teams. Yeah, and some of them, um, like notably Team Handshake, which did very, very well, had lots of players who had not been to a paper pro tour before, right? And never done a paper draft. They're all the young and players so that were, like were great on arena yes. and online. And so they were practicing the time, like the judge the called a draft. draft. Yes. Wow. Right. There was like someone standing oh, there at the so table cute. with a phone be, and like other players draft. sitting at the table. You have 20 like, seconds. Yeah. Being like, okay, draft, pass, pass th- 13, 13 cards, cards to your, your left. left. Exactly. If you've never, everybody out there, if you've never heard a time draft, like it is an, it is very, very cool. Yes. I'm going to tell you and extremely nerve wracking to participate yeah. in because somebody's there you timing you. You can't you look get, at your picks between your packs. Yeah. You just have to remember somehow. Yeah. Um, you can look at the end of pack one and the end of pack two. And, and that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, there was players also on Team Handshake who told us that they <laughs> there was people on their team who had such bad, you know, they never really paid in, played in paper that they didn't know how to hold their cards. And so they were inadvertently showing their hands to their opponents. <laughs> like my grandma would always say, breast your cards, breast your cards. <laughs> they were not breasting their cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a 
such a grandma thing isn't to it say. isn't it just yeah <laughs> wow and i and i'm like yeah because they just aren't used to playing mm-hmm. in physical paper magic mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so it was cool. very very cool and then of course for the first draft of the morning that kicked off our coverage on friday it was you know called time paper draft and louis scott vargas was our first featured drafter yeah it was his 40th birthday uh cute little birthday present but i saw him running up to the stage to the feature match draft area and i have never seen him look happier in my entire life (laughs) he had the biggest smile on his face so excited like this is his like life that he has gotten back in a way yeah you know and just to see how stoked he was gab nasif Mm -hmm. was beaming from ear to ear everybody yeah ear to ear <laughs> the players were so excited. It was great. It was great to see so many people so happy and uh, to be back in this experience. And like hearing, there's nothing like hearing the cards. Yes. Oh, it's so it's so nice. It I was loved it. It was so much fun. It was a great great, great experience. Vibe. Great vibe. You just can't get that vibe. Yeah. On arena. Um, let's talk a little bit about, so uh, day one kicked off with a uh, Phyrexia All Will Be One draft. Mm-hmm. And there were 26 players who went 3-0. Yes. And just a, a quick little breakdown. That's of, of 218 PS. Yes. Uh, a little breakdown of who went 3-0 with what decks. Red, white, there were four 3-0 drafters. That makes sense. Um, four in green, black, which oh. will be surprising given some data that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Four in blue, white, three in red, green, two in green, white, two in blue, red, two in white, black, and blue, black, and red, black, and then one in blue, green, which was Gabe Nassif. That was that was him. He so, made it work somehow. Yeah, a nice, like a nice spread, right? Like, Seriously. yeah, you see blue, green a little bit underperforming here, but you also see like red, green, one of the considered best color pairs, if not maybe the best color pair in the format. Only having three, as compared to some other color pairs, having four went. Four people going 3-0 in that draft? Yeah. If you would have asked me if this would have been the spread, I would have told you no. Yeah, I would have thought would that have been very red green would have stomped everybody else. But it could be too that people knew red green was so good going in that they kind of made in a they kind of avoided mm-hmm. it. Or it was overdrafted at a table. At sure, tables. Absolutely. I talked to um Kyle Rose, who is the ham TV, um, one of the <laughs> number one <laughs> magic online drafters from set to set. Yeah. And I said, What do you want to pack one, pick one? And he said, Not a green card. Oh. Because he he didn't want to fight over it and be in yeah. a color like green, white that he didn't think would perform as well yeah. as a color pair like red, green. So he wanted to stick in red for his pack one and would pass green if he could. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was testing houses too. Um, that, uh, for example, Martin Yuza, who's a really good drafter, was like, I would be happy to be in blue, black, which I mean, shocked all yeah. of us. Yeah. Shocked. Um, but if you get the uncommon bird that comes yeah. back, like, Oh, that bird. I mean, quite sure. Bur- quite good bird. Quite bird. Quite bird. <laughs> <laughs> if you, like we we talked about this last week, if you find yourself some really powerful uncommons in red, blue, or mm-hmm. blue, black, potentially you'll be okay in your draft. Yep. Like a serum core chimera. Exactly. Or a void wing hybrid. Yeah. Um, otherwise you might have a little bit of trouble, but yeah, a good spread. Very nice. A good spread. Um, Yes, so started off with draft, then we moved to Pioneer. Yes, so let's talk about what were the best Pioneer archetypes this weekend. So the metagame for this tournament, by the way, was incredibly spread out. Yeah, the top deck was Rakdos midrange, but it had less than 15% of the field. Yeah. 
And yeah. then right after that was mono green devotion. And again, not a huge like chunk of the 13% field. 13% or something like mm-hmm. that. So there was not one deck that dominated, which we mentioned Pro Tour Oko being like the last you know, tournament that was held yeah. in paper. And that was like, you know, the, the spread was not even like this across the field of, over no. a ton of different decks. We talked to so many different people and their answer to like, what is the best thing to play this weekend was, mm-hmm. what do you have the most reps with? Yeah. What have you, what are you, what do you know the confident? matchups for? Yeah, exactly. So you can play whatever you want, mm-hmm. but what do the numbers say? The numbers say, Maria, get ready to give us another gasp. All right, I'm because ready. the best performing pioneer deck was Abzan Grease Fang <gasps> with sixty seven point six percent win rate. Wow, that is a really good win it rate. It is quite good. And it didn't crack into our top eight. I know. It nearly did, to be fair. It yes, came it in nearly ninth. <laughs> did. It came in ninth. Yeah. Um, David, David Inglis piloting it. And I think part of it is right. Uh, team handshake, which is that a very large that very large testing team yeah. with a lot of really good young or up and coming players on it, was split between Abzan Grease Fang and Lotus Field combo. Yes, but that's right. That's just like a very good team that puts in a lot of testing. Yeah, and so that I feel like is part of why this deck did so well. It was in the hands of a team that did a lot of testing to determine that it was good. And who put in a lot of reps again to just know those matchups. Yes, 100%. Those kids, turns out, good at magic. <laughs> um, and Rat and Car was your favorite going oh, in. So. I love Rat and Car. Maria, there is some really good news for you, though. Yes, there is. Because multiple Auras <laughs> decks did very well. They did! Celestia Auras made it all the way to the finals in the hands of yes. Benton Madsen. Uh, but also Orozov... Um, Auras was a, yes. well, a good performing deck here. Let's take a look Only at the numbers. Only one person played Only it. Only one person played it, but uh, just they saying. went six and three with it in Pioneer, which is 66.7% win really rate. Good. Yes, That's really good. Yes, Celestia Auras then was 63.2. Beautiful. Omnath to light, <laughs> which, you know, there were some people out there just doing the many colors thing, and <laughs> I respect them and I like them. Omnath to light at 61.3%. All right, that's fine. I mean, like, to be like fair, like there's a bunch of decks here with a nice positive win rate. Yes, exactly. There are t- there's tons a lot of, of them. them. Like Auras did well. Angels had a positive win rate. Grease Fang, like we mentioned. Yeah. Enigmatic Fires. Not a lot of people playing that deck, but I love that deck. Yep. I think one of the decks that, again, had a positive win rate, but is maybe kind of surprising for people because I think that they thought it was better than this going in was Lotus Field Combo. Yeah. Very notable to me. It has a 52.7% win rate, Mm -hmm. which again, considering that there were a lot of people who are on it who are very good players. I just, and that the people who played it were like, you're, you're playing it because you think that it's the best deck. Yes. And the only reason why you would maybe not play it is because it takes a lot of reps oh, yeah. to master that combo. I, I'm very surprised that it's only, that it's only down there at 53%. Yeah, that's a good point. The other combo deck that, in, in fact, won the whole tournament in the hands of the Team Channel Fireball member, Reed Duke, was Is It Creativity? Ooh. I love this deck. And this this deck one is so cool. Had a better win rate, which was fifty four point eight. Yes. So, uh, if you're talking about combo, it looks like is it creativity is a way to go over Lotus Field. Yeah. At this moment in time, that is, oh, so this is it creativity deck. For those of you who have not seen it, yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, the way that it works is that you are win. just kidding. <laughs> you are winning. Uh, you are winning the game. 
So you are trying to make some early treasures, maybe with like a fable of the mirror breaker, you know, gets you a treasure with your little goblin token, or maybe with a big score, because that also draws you lots of cards Who for your combo. A big score would be a card, right? Be like playing. a four mana four card. Four mana, make four some treasures. Four mana, make some treasures, draw some cards. But it is very excellent, it turns out, because then you want to cast an indomitable creativity, uh, exile two treasures, and then get yourself a little wor- world spine wormy. Yeah. And a little xenagos, which, speaking of cards that you are surprised. Yeah, exactly. That a world are, spine worm. That are relevant right now. Xenagos, for me, God of Revels. Yeah, it's weird. Is very surprising, but you get that little combo. So you, you do it for two, and then you exactly. go and find any you creatures. You have one world spine worm and one xenagos, which you are only the only two, two legal targets in, in your, your deck. deck for that and then right you get a world spine worm which is a 1515 and then a xenagos which has a an ability that says at the beginning of upkeep or of at the beginning of combat on your turn um target creature gets plus x plus x where x is its power (laughs) yeah and haste which is very relevant uh and trample tramps so it just right it does the whole thing it's like here's a 30 30 trample worm get wormed hasty trample worm here's a 30 30 hasty trample worm what are you going to do about it? Would you still love me if I was a worm? Well, if you were a 50 or a 30, 30 trample worm. Yes. You better. That's all I have to say. Yeah, exactly. If you don't, things are going <laughs> to yeah. get bad. So you just worm them. Um, yeah. You and worm them big time. They die. That's the plan. Maria, as you mentioned, this is the deck that took the whole thing down. Yes, indeed. Uh, Reed Duke won the tournament, which in a way is you've got to say like, it's about time yeah, for the Dukester. Absolutely. Had never is is in the Hall of Fame, but had never won an individual title. Yeah. In a pro tour. Which is which is kind of weird. Which is weird. Also, I mean, very normal, right? A lot of people when they look at Hall of Fame, they're talking about like how many top eights did you get? Sure. But a lot of people who are in the Hall of Fame and have a bunch of those top eights do have a win do to their name. And now Reed Duke is amongst them, of course. Uh, also in this top eight, speaking of Hall of Famers, yes, there there were many. <laughs> there were multiple. There were there was Shota Yasuoka, which like it was just so delightful to see right us return to paper and Shota just be like, oh, hey, yeah. I'm just going to remind back, you. Baby. Like, FYI, I'm one of the greatest players of all time. I'm wearing my little turtleneck and my blazer exactly. to come here and show you that Magic Dad is in the building. And, yes, like, all you like, young kids on Team Handshake might think you've got it. But, but like, I'm here to be like, no, I'm the one who's me. got it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Gabriel Nassif as well. Also a, a yeah. Hall of Famer. Welcome back to paper. That's all I have to say. Great. Yes. I mean, like, Shota was our first player to make top eight. Made it look easy, quite frankly. Yes. Waltzing in after 10 wins. Excuse me, 12 wins. I think in round 13, right? He he went 12 and one. Was just like, oh, one loss. Okay. Okay. So good. Really, really cool. And then, of course, Gab Nassif, too. And then we also had this balance out with a bunch of players. This was their first paper pro tour. Yeah. uh, None other than reigning world champion Nathan Stoyer. Yes. Was here in the top eight. Like, he just won the world championship. Turns around and top eight's a pro tour, which is... Which is just absurd, right? <laughs> like, there were so many narratives this weekend that that one was one that was only touched on when there are other times and you'd be like, this is the top story. It is it is pretty absurd for someone to win one tournament and then turn around and top eight the next one. That is 
if the Hall of Fame were still a thing, right? Like that is you gotta future Hall of Famer territory. Absolutely, it is. It'd be a Absolutely. long time before he was, and he's what twenty exactly before he was actually like able to be or eligible for the Hall of Fame. But when you talk about people who have done that, you're talking about people like Paolo, yeah, right, who who have managed that kind of feat before, like Luis. And that's like that list is quickly like <laughs> now we're arriving at the end of the list of people who have back to back one and then top eight at another event. Derek like Davis Kai. was okay. here in his first top eight, as was Benton Madsen, who made it to the finals. Chris Ferber first top eight. like which is really fun. Yeah, to get absolutely. some newcomers mixed in there with all, with these old Hall of Fame pros, old Hall of Fame pros, <laughs> and young world champions. Old, old. But it made like a really nice mix for a top eight. You yeah, know, absolutely. There were six different archetypes in this top eight too, which is really cool. So as we already mentioned, obviously there was that is it creativity and Celestia auras, but then Shota was on Rakdos mid range, the only copy of Rakdos mid range in this top eight. Yeah, I will mention Rakdos mid range did not have a very good win percentage across no. the weekend. That was was one of the surprising um, things that happened. Its win rate was 46.4%. That is rough. Which is pretty bad. Especially considering that Shota, Shota put a big dent in those wins. I mean, like, like, Shota was like, I'll make most of the wins yeah, happen, happen for, for you. Like, Nobody else can win with this. Oh, well, Shota can. But, Shota you know, can, like, but like, whatever. You know, he's a machine. Of course, right? Like, Shota could also <laughs> win if you handed him a deck of playing cards and we're like, <laughs> I played, magic tournament. I played eight of clubs. <laughs> oh, guess you got it. Uh, um, Derek Davis was on Enigmatic Fires. Love this, this deck. Was a Love really this cool deck. deck to see in the top eight. I played this deck in Historic, and um, wow, it's so it's fun. It's so fun. This is where you're just playing like lots of little enchantments, and then Enigmatic Fires or Enigmatic Incarnation yeah. is the card where you get to like sack an enchantment and then go get a creature. It's like Birthing Pod, but it yes. turn enchantment into creature. Into creature. It is it is delightful. So it's cute. so weird. It's an eighty card singleton Yorian deck. Yeah, yes, <laughs> essentially everybody. The creatures are singletons fun. usually because it's a little bit toolboxy, and then the enchantments are. Yeah. they have three and yeah. fours of. So that made me happy to see that deck in the top eight. It was really great. Nathan Stroyer, our world champ on Lotus Field combo, along with Chris Ferber, U.S. regional top yeah. eighter. Um, he made, by the way, <laughs> yeah, he was like, I won seven in a row at the regional championship to get to, to get make top eight to make this pro tour. Wow. Isn't that so cute? Wow, that's so great. I will say, we'll get to it in a second. Um, Takumi Matsura was on Mono White Humans. Yes. Which again, uh, I think especially like Corey Baumeister was in particular, really talking about how impressed he was with Takumi's play on Mono White Humans. Yeah, for sure. Again, that deck did not have an excellent win no, rate in really, this tournament. No, really bad, quite honestly. Yeah. 36.4%. Woof. That's horrible. That's really awful. That's awful. But Takumi made every win that he got look, look easy. Look like that deck was on fire. Exactly. He was just kind of like curve out like one drop, like Thalia, other Thalia, Thalia's lieutenant, everyone have counters, so you're dead. Yeah. Um, he made it look like it was a very powerful deck, which and was very impressive. Maybe one day it will be again, but right now it looks a little poopy. Yeah. Yeah. So we were saying, right, this deck look or this top eight looks really good for all of these old school paper pros, these Hall of Famers, but it also looked really good for regional championships. Yes. Right? Like this top eight was like a highlight for, hey, you can go to an RCQ and then make the regional championship and then Oh, hey, by the way, from there, you could go and top eight a pro tour. Right, exactly. Because Derek Davis, uh, Takumi Matsura, Chris Ferber, all three of them 
are re- like were regional championship qualifications. Yes, absolutely. Also, Shota was. I mean, in addition to three other ways that Shota qualified. Do you know what he did after he made the top eight? What he went onto arena and played in the arena championship qualifier. There you go. And made it, of right. course. And like he's already qualified for the next event. It doesn't he matter. Went, he went to the Japan and Korea regional championship already being qualified from having been at the world <laughs> championship and having a good performance ah, at the streets of New Capetta championship. Let's go. And was like, oh, also, I'm going to earn a qualification He needs here. the bar to be higher. He's like, uh, this is too easy. Exactly. Excuse me. I need to qualify at least four ways or I didn't yes, qualify or I didn't all. qualify. Like, oh, qualifying one way is is good enough for anyone else, but Shoda's like, nope. we're not stopping Let's here. go. Thank you so much. Unbelievable. Really, just really absurd. So those second, um, for which which season? We're in season one right now. Mm-hmm. And so season two, R- RCQs at your LGS. <laughs> That's so many letters. Yeah. FYI, so the GTG. Next, the next set of regional championships are about to get underway, yeah. starting this first weekend of March that's coming up. And if you want to play in a regional championship, the RCQs that are about to start are for the regional championships that come later on this year. Right. Like kind of in the end of summer range. So that one. So if you go to your store to play in an RCQ now, it's it's qualifying you for Pro Tour number three. I believe, or maybe even the one after that. Okay, so you you have the ability to yes check it out and uh, qualify for Pro Tour down the road. Um, I'll just say one more thing about the decks and the win rates and all that kind of stuff from this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mono Green Devotion was a deck we were you know talking about going into the weekend. Like, oh, is this going to do re- well? And it was a solid chunk of the metagame overall. It was number two at yeah. 13.8%. The win rate of that was also under 50. That was 46.6. Really rough. And another one, <sighs> another popular one, like this gruel, kind of like gruel mid-rangey gruel vehicles, deck, yeah. like 48%. Not great. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. And that was the third most played deck yeah. at 9.6% of the field. So well, congratulations, Maria. Auras <laughs> is you. the clear winner Thank of this. Thank you. I won the pro so, tour. I can't you. believe I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too, because the finals was Reed Duke on Is It Creativity versus Benton Madsen on um, Celestia Auras, which is kind of a replay of when Reed lost. Uh, yes. You know, to a Boggles, and playing he, a Boggles deck. And he proved yeah. that Boggles, that he both should have lost that past one. <laughs> By repeating that event, yeah. by making the Boggles player lose. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. History is a fun thing. Yeah. Um, but very happy to see Reed uh, finally capture a Pro Tour champion title for himself. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. And also it showed the power of Reed's haircut because both yes. he and Benton had the, same, the hair. same haircut. <laughs> that the haircut, very powerful. As Pascal Maynard <laughs> yes. pointed out, yes. he's like, oh, if I had hair, I know what haircut I would get to improve my win percentage. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, apparently that, that haircut, that haircut is has a strong. lot of magic power O-P. in it. O-P. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to touch on draft again. Yes. In part, uh, I wanted to touch on the fact that some of the two color pa- pairings have shifted around in terms of their performance. Yeah, mostly at the bottom. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Gruel is still up here at the top, being the best <laughs> deck Uh 
you know, Celestia still up there being one of the best decks. Boros up there being one of the best decks. But kind of at the bottom, Demir has sunk all the way to the bottom now. Demir has fallen to the bottom like yes. rocks in a lake, it is like a witch. 51.7% win rate, which is just abysmal compared to, right? Gruel is 58.4. Yikes. Which is just an enormous. That is a pretty big gulf. Yes. Discrepancy there. And mostly just like, yeah, I was struck by, oh, Demir, how far thou hast fallen. I mean, it's pretty sad. Like you can win with it, like we mentioned at the top, but you are certainly putting yourself in a tough spot. Yeah. If you're in that color pair, you need to have all those void wing hybrids. Three out of four dentists do not recommend Demir to you. <laughs> like you can play it, but we don't recommend and it. And the cavities that you get from it are <laughs> insane. So Demir is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is down there? Is it? Is it? We knew that. Yep. Cynic has climbed a little bit, right? It's now third from the bottom. Okay. It's climbing it's trying. It's a little way up there. It's trying. And Golgari, yes. 52.0. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Golgari was the other one that stood out to me. Yeah. 52%. It is now the second worst color pair. Yikes. Just pretty rough. Yike. Yikes. Yep. But Maria, let's talk. Let's talk nitty gritty. Okay. Let's talk about the top 10 commons. Yeah. So this is a very important information to know y'all when you're drafting because commons are going to be what the majority of your deck is made up of. And it's going to be the easiest to read when signals are coming your way. If you're seeing these cards a little bit later in your Mm -hmm. packs, you know that that color is open and ready to be drafted. What's number one? The number one card for game and hand win rate commons is Chimney Rabble. Chimney Rabble! I mean, I love me a Chimney Rabble. It's a three and a red for a 3-3 three, three hasty boy. Hasty boy. Who also gives you a little 1-1 one, one goblin. It's great. That 1-1 one, one goblin is is an overperformer. Yes, it is. It does such a good job. You want to have a mite you're trying to attack me with? Oh, LOL. that's so nice. Here my, like, here's just my little goblin. There's like X ones that it trades with. Absolutely. That the, four one. Exactly. Uh, there's the three one that has the indestructible counter or the oil counter yeah. that you can remove to yeah. give it indestructible. And it's like, oh, they want to save that for when you're trying to trade with a three, three, but all of a sudden they attack with it and you're like, haha. Yeah, here, I'll throw my bonus goblin in there. <laughs> Bonus goblin. I wish I was a bonus goblin. <laughs> I don't know, Maria. Life's pretty hard as a bonus goblin. Yeah, your job is to block, I guess. So your job is to is to die. But if you like, if you're trying to sell something, you're like, hey, it comes with a bonus goblin. You'd be I'd like, be like mm, yes, I'm in. Hello, I'll take that N- knock knock. I'm a vacuum <laughs> salesman. Can I the interest year, you in the this? Year is 1963. <laughs> Can I interest you in this vacuum? Yes, absolutely. I will buy it. But only if you have something nice to throw in. Oh, I'll throw in a bonus goblin. In. All right. I've got the money. (laughs) My husband's at work and I'm holding the purse strings. Oh, spicy. Yeah, it's about to get spicy in this scenario. (laughs) Number two. This card is one we saw. Basically, don't ever pass it. Don't pass a contagious Vorax. It's a three-three boy. It's just a you know, land. it's a two and a green for a three-three for a three-three boy, and that is already just a good rate in this That's, format. Yeah, a three-three absolutely. is really nice. And you know what? It get you land. It get you land. And if it don't get you land, it proliferate. Yep. Uh, number three um, is a little unsuspecting card that you might not have assumed would be at number three when you saw the set spoiled. Wow. Crawling Chorus. Well, you know, slap me and call me Elish Norn. <laughs> I didn't see this one coming. One, one, white, toxic, dies, makes a mite. Like, hey, Maria, did you did you know that the third best common in a set is, is going one, to be one? a one, one for one? What? 
I would be very surprised. Be absolutely- but if you told me that, I'd be like, oh, now I know everything about this set. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Next up is Hex Gold Slash. This is the single red uh, for a instant removal Shock. spell. It deals two damage or four if the creature is toxic. So it's good. just very good. So good. Uh, that The fact that it costs one mana instant speed. Bonkers. And the fact that it... You Busted. don't the things you want to kill are mm-hmm. things with toxic. So like it yeah. Just, it gets the job done. Stupid when it has it hits something for four. Next up is Basilica Shepherd. Uh this is less surprising to me. This card yeah. is just quite good. You have a three three flying body and you get two mites. Nice. Yeah. Very good. And you often see that card later than I think it yes. deserves in a draft. Barbed Batterfist is up next, which is the Once red- again gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> red equipment that has four Meriden. Yes. Um, basically, it's a two-two. <laughs> it's it's a three-one. I mean, yes. yes. I it's mean, it's a three-one, but for, it, yeah. you get the two-two rebel, and then you get the equipment that gives me plus one minus one. Yeah. Why is it so good? It just is. It just is. It just is. And then you can put on other stuff if you need to mm-hmm. later. Um, it's cheap. Planar disruption is up next. Unsurprising. This is the one in a white. Better pacifism. Yep. It's it's just real good. Would you expect better pacifism though to be this far down the list? No, that is shocking. Like, I would expect better pacifism to be very towards the top right? of my best commons list. Right? It's just better pacifism. Yeah. Anyway. Uh after better pacifism <laughs> is Furnace Strider, four five. Wow, four five hasty, hasty boy, boy can give something else haste. Yeah, and that just points to the power of haste in this format. Yes. Just this like Chimney Rabble chimney being in the rabble. top ten. Yep. Hello. Smacking face. You want to be fast and you want to smack face. Indoctrination attendant is ninth. This is unsurprising to me. This is the three, four for three and a white. You can return something something to your hand and make a mite. And there are just so many cards in this set where returning something to your hand is very good. Mm -hmm. We just mentioned planar disruption. The number of times that you can get back a creature that has been planar disrupted or mesmerizing dosed. Yeah, that's a good point. Is just... Like that makes that alone, I think, makes this card uh, go up a couple of spots because yeah. it's so good. And if you want, you can bounce your Basilica Shepherd to make yourself more mites. To make then. yourself more mites. Yeah. Also very good. And finally, Hazardous Blast coming in at number 10. Really? This one is a shocker to me, but also <laughs> an unshock. Get it? Uh, hazardous Blast. It's the three in a red, deals one to every three, everything your opponents control, and they're creatures cannot block this turn yeah so once again just enabling an, a swing in with everything yeah. or and then wiping their mites which <laughs> wipe your mites might nannies know a lot about that wiping your mites. wiping your mites so uh, i'm gonna ask you megan what is something that's absent what are a couple of things that are absent from our top 10 commons list a blue card a blue card great what else um a black card. a black card yep wow that is telling no blue no black. Wow. Science is cool because now you see, <laughs> look at this. And, and Demir we being just told dead you last on the blue, color pairs. is the worst color pair in this format right now. Boom. That's science. Here we go. Boom gets scienced. Data. It's pretty cool. Data, Very not cool. just a character on Star Trek, everybody. <laughs> Something to look at when you're Something drafting. Something to look at when you're drafting. 
Now we're going to break it down by color to let you know what are the best commons, top five commons in every color. Yep. So first up in white, uh, obviously we talked about Crawling Chorus. Yep. It's in that top 10. Basilica Shepherd. In the top 10. Planar Disruption. In the top 10. Indoctrination Attendant. In the top 10. Wow. White's looking quite good. Yes, it is. Four four of its top five commons are in the top 10 overall commons. Good gravy. And then bringing up the 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 rear. rear. I'm going to put that in quotes. Very deep. (laughs) The rear. uh, Is Flensing Raptor. Yeah. Gosh, Flensing Raptor is such a beating. I love Flensing Raptor. It's so good. Flensing Raptor is just a, a really good magic card. These cards are very, very good. And yes. four of the five in our top 10. That tells you what you need to know about white. Yep. Very deep. Next up in blue. Okay. This top common in blue is shocking i'm gonna oh i'm gonna find out where this comes in the in the commons list by the way yeah please tell us how far down yeah it's chrome prowler all right this is the three two flash kitty that taps something down (laughs) which that card is just so deeply medium I don't know how I don't I can't count this like you can't count how far down it is because it's so far down uh yeah it's at least it's more than 20 down oh my goodness so you have it's, to go. Uh, it's under the fair basilica, which is a land. Yes, you have to go twenty cards deep. P- more than that, it's more. But wow, it, that's yeah. There to you go. To find the first blue top performing common chrome prowler, prowler, Gitaxian raptor. The Why are we even bird. talking about these? They're not good cards. I guess if you end up in blue, here's what you're looking for: Malkator's watcher. Don't even know what that card does. I think isn't that is doesn't is make that the one in a, a blue four? one one? No, that's an uncommon. Oh yeah, let me look. What is Malakor's Watcher? Malkator's Malkator. Yeah, you're right. It's the one okay, one that dies. One. And you can draw and a you card. Draw a card. Experimental augury. Gross. And mesmerizing dose. Like, wow. Just wow. <laughs> wow. That's rough. This is it's quite bad. That's rough. Um, next Let's move up on is, to our other worst color. Yeah, our other worst color, black. Maria, can you look up how far down is the top black common, yep. which is Anoint with Affliction? Unsurprising. This, is, this card is quite powerful. It's a good card. Yes, it's one in a black. For an instant, you can exile a creature that has uh, mana value three or less. Or if your opponent is corrupted, you can just exile a All creature. Right. I'm going to shock you. Okay, tell me about it. It's number 11. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yep. It's just outside that top 10. Yeah, yeah, just outside. So it's good. And when supported with white, white, black is a good color. It pair. is. A, well, you know, when you have the best color on your side. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so number two, Stinging Hive Master. Yep, just a little three, two toxic leaves a mite behind. Light belly, belly rat. rat. Toxic uh, rat. Again, and proliferates when it dies. Testament bearer. Is this the four one? Testament bearer. I believe that this is the four one. When it dies, yes, uh, you it get is. to look at some cards and take one. Yep. And Whisper of the Dross. So that's the minus one, minus one for a single black that you can proliferate. Yeah. Also. I mean, to me, like, Anoint with Affliction and Stinging Hive Master, like, okay. Those are quite good cards. Those yeah. are good. But the rest, I'm like, oh, you're Whatever. okay. Uh, red, we already know what number one's going to be. Yep. Chimney Rabble, uh, Hex Gold Slash, Barbed Batterfist and Furnace Strider and, and Hazardous Blast. Blast. All of them. This is the first time this has ever happened in the history of this show. All five of the top red commons are also in the top 10 commons of the set. Unbelievable. Which is absolutely busted. That, I've never so seen that. So between that and 
and like, white. Between that and white, you take up nine of the top ten spots, and Green's like, I'm going <laughs> to chuck this Vorak in here. I one card! Please! Wow. <laughs> Let me get this Vorak in wow. there. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. Absolutely. Unheard of. Dirty. Ooh, wow. Dirty and disgusting. Okay, Green. Uh, green, we've got Contagious Vorak, which we already talked about. about. that. Next up is Lattice Blade Mantis. I am unsurprised. I really like this card. It's a great card. I was sus- I'm always suspicious of like a four mana four three. Yeah. It just kind of feels like, don't I just want a three mana three three instead? I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. But why is it better? Because it gets its little oil counters that can make it an attacking vigilant five four. Which is obviously just very, very good. Spilled all over myself yep. attempting to drink from a can. <laughs> I've never drank from a can successfully in all of my years it's of life. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. It's a good card and it does enough to be worth the extra mana. Yeah. Next up is Ruthless Predation. What a good removal spell. It's just a good removal spell, man. Uh, Rustvine Cultivator. That is a shock. <laughs> That is the one two for a single green mana, yeah, and it's not oil. even a good mana dork. It's a mana dork that you have to put like a lot of work into, and it's not any good until turn three, even if you played it on turn one. I think you just want the it's oil counter. You want its gross. Little, That's true. You want its, its gross little oil. You want on its it. little oil oil counter on it. Things I care about oil counters like oil gorger troll, which yep. is the next one on the list. Also, kind of surprised, right? Like a five mana three four is unimpressive usually, but that ga- life gain. Oof. In this set is quite good. Draw a card. Draw a card, and the like. The fact that you gain four life. It's huge. Very big in this set. I would, you know, this the fact that Oil Gorger Troll is not higher on the top ten. You know, is not yeah. in the top ten list. I think is another huge neon sign that's like this format is fast. Yeah, because this card is good enough. I think in most other sets to be in the top ten yeah, for sure. So the fact that it's not is pretty telling. All right, Maria, we have we have reached the guessing game portion. Okay, great. You know the worst performing card in the set. I do. That's not a land. I do. What do you think it is, Megan? I I be, my first guess This is a it's a common. Yes. My first guess is Zealot's Conscription, uh which is the one mana white that gives like plus aura that gives plus one plus one or something. And if they have corrupted or if it has toxic, Picking it's like a white card. That's pretty. That's that pretty is bold. Actually, bold okay, wait, you. wait, let me think about this. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to choose a dumb blue card instead. As much as it pains me to say that. Uh-huh, yeah. It is so painful to, for me to say, I will choose a dumb blue card. I can also tell you the color. Hold on. Okay. I want, I want to make a guess. Go, go for it. Ooh, the worst performing card the worst performing card it's gonna be something that i'm like not even not even thinking like that i can't even think of right because it's so off the radar this is the worst performing um on uh worst performing common i'm going to put that out there this yes. is not the worst performing card wow it's the worst performing there's an uncommon common. that performs worse yeah that's exciting it's a rare that performs worse oh oh is the rare the the one black black that gives all your creatures minus one, minus one. <laughs> no. Because no. that card seems quite bad. The worst performing card, period, is a blue card. It's Encroaching Mycosynth, which is three and a blue. For, it's a rare artifact. Non-land permanents you control are artifacts in addition to their other types. I did not even know that card existed. The same is true for permanent spells you control and non-land permanent spells you own that aren't on the battle. It does nothing. Wow. It literally I does did, nothing. I did not even think that yeah. that card existed. And then the second worst performing card is um, a mythic, blue mythic 
like we're really telling on blue here, which is Icar yeah. Moon Gauntlet. And this is the weird Planeswalker one. That's two and a blue for a, um, uh, uh, an artifact. Planeswalkers you control have zero pro- proliferate and minus 12 take an extra turn after this one. So this mm. is like oh, some weird like commander situation card. Yeah. Um, and then the third worst performing card overall isn't also blue. Mind Splice Apparatus. It's a rare. Three and a blue flash. At the beginning of your upkeep, put an oil counter on it. Instant sorcery spells cost one less for each oil counter on it. Okay. Okay. And then the fourth performing card is blue. <laughs> Mental Misstep. Single blue. Counter target spells mana value one or less. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Then we have two colorless cards, both rares. <laughs> wow. And then we get to the one you mentioned, the black card, which is a 3-4 that gives your creatures minus one, minus one. Okay. Yeah. That so, card seems quite bad. Yeah. But this is the worst performing common, and it's a card that has seen many reprints over its life. Wow. It just surprises me. I'm so, I'm so curious to know what it is. I'm going to... That's seen many reprints? Yes. Got a lot of reprints. <laughs> Trivia. I, now I now I Trivia. truly don't know what is it. Duress. Wow. Do you know what, Maria? Yeah. I was going to guess duress, but once again, proving that he can do whatever he wants and be excellent <laughs> at the game of magic. Did he play? This? Shoda cast so many duress and limited on day two. <laughs> Unbelievable. In limited because he's Shoda and he can do whatever he wants. That's so funny. Oh my god! Yeah, I believe that he was one of the on- like only three six zero drafters, and we got to ca- watch him cast several duresses. Duresses game in hand win rate is forty two point two percent. Wow! And again, I was like feeling it, but showed a manipulated the data. That's so funny. Showed a personally once manipulated again the data. personally mani- manipulating the data not only of seventeen wow. lands but also the pro tour like yes. win rate of his deck Rakdos Windrage. Okay. <sighs> okay. Now you're going to quiz me. Yes. So I have the list of the top 10 cards overall in the set. Regardless yes. of rarity. Um, because notably, the top card in this set is the rare Miglaw's Maze Crusher. So good. Because this card is so good. This is the one red green it for a 3 you. 3. It have a bunch of oil counters. It has many things it can do with those oil counters. It can get vigilance and menace. It's a 4 4 PS. Oh, it's a 4 4 for one red yeah. green? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Why not? Um, it can get plus two, plus two. It can destroy artifacts. And it's in the best color pair. Like, it's, whatever. It's just very good. Um, next up is Shieldred the Apocalypse. Apocalypse because the Praetors are in this set. I have, Maria, FYI, here's another personal draft data Ooh, point for great, me. Great. I've gotten wrecked by each and every Praetor <laughs> in this draft format. I have gotten wrecked oh. by someone, my opponent casting a Shieldred. I've gotten wrecked by a Jingataxis. Oh, uh, I've gotten wrecked by a Vornin Clex. <laughs> and I have, in fact, gotten wrecked by an Urobras. Wow, that's, and that's impressive. And I've gotten wrecked by an Elish Norn. Holy cow. <laughs> All five of them, I have the bingo. You have personally been wrecked by every single Praetor that you can find in Incredible. Phyrexia All Will Be One Pack. Anyway, Shieldred is I'm taking that two. personally now. Um, next up is Nissa Ascended Animist. That card is so good. It's really, also really been good. Wrecked, also, I've been personally I've been wrecked, wrecked by, by Nissa. Yeah. Um, the Eternal Wanderer. Yeah. Card sick. Um, I had an opponent who had the, this is going to make you barf. Okay. I was sure that they were basically nearly dead. I had them down to literally like three or something obscene like that. Yeah. They cast, they had the, um, 
enchantment, the mythic enchantment that when you put counters on something, it deals damage to any target equal to the counters that you've put on it. Okay. Which is usually only fine. Except that then they cast an eternal wanderer. And when you put loyalty counters <laughs> onto a planeswalker, when it initially it enters the battlefield, oh my God. it counts those. <laughs> and then if you like tick it up, it counts those. Oh, so they cast, they cast sad. an eternal wanderer and then they cast, uh, I believe that they cast a cough. Wow. Anyways, that was busted. That's it was busted. wild. Um, Archfiend of the Dross. Yeah. Sorry, this is story time with yeah, Megan here you now. Go. This because one's I will good. also tell this one. This yeah. happened to me just last night. Right? My opponent cast a turn four Archfiend of the Dross. Mm-hmm. And I planar, you know, I planar disruption it. Yeah. I'm like, sick. Got right? You. You're going to have to proliferate or you're just going or to die, die to this card. Like, I've got it. Because if you, you've got to take the counters off of it. Yes. And if you can't, you lose the game. This is two black, black for a six, six, six flyer that gets four oil counters. At the upkeep, you remove an oil counter. Yep. And then if it has none, you lose you the lose. game. You lose. Which usually six turns or four turns with a six, six flyer, like is a lot to get the job done. Sure is. And so I was like, yes, right. It's locked it's down. Happening. It's still on the battlefield. They're going to die to this. My opponent untaps and plays a second Archfiend of the Dross. <laughs> I was like, rip. Wow. Bad luck. <laughs> I'm done. Bad luck. It was very funny. Um, next up is White Sun's Twilight. Unsurprising. Yep. Very nice rare. The next card in the list is an uncommon. All right. So she, yes. Megan told me that there's two there uncommons. There are two uncommons in this list. We've reached the first one. Maria, what do you believe okay. the uh, the first uncommon in this list is? I believe that it is Annex Sentry. Two and a white for a 1-4. Uncommon for Exine Cleric. That's a toxic one. When it enters the battlefield, exile target artifact or creature and opponent controls with mana value three or less until it leaves the battlefield. Maria, you have not guessed the card that I'm asking you about. But you have just guessed <gasps> yes! the, uh, the, the other, other uncommon okay. that is in the top 10 okay. list. Okay, 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 okay. Annex Sentry comes in at number nine, oh. ahead of number 10, Elish Norn, Mother of Machines. Okay, okay, okay. So that was my first guess. Here's my yeah. second guess. Is it Cinder slash Ravager? It is not. Oh, that's the four red green one. It is Bladehold War Whip. I would not have guessed that. This is one red white for a four Mirrodin equipment that gives the creature double strike and other equip costs cost one less to equip. Oh, okay. I would have been a few guesses in before I thought of that one. Right? That is, to me, shocking. Never played it. Um, I had a draft where I had two of them. It was quite good. It seems very good. But you know what? I just felt like my Flensing Raptors were better, if I'm being (laughs) honest. Um, and then the other card that rounds uh, that out is Luca Bound to Ruin. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, which that card is very good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, the minus on it, you can spread the damage around however you want. It's not a deals damage to one thing. Uh, equal to the greatest power among creatures you control, it deals that damage divided. Wow, that's very strong in a format is, of little yes, creatures. Very, very strong. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Annex Sentry. <gasps> well done. Wow. Uh, yeah, Peel that one right off the top, off, right of my off brain. the bat. So, what have we learned? <laughs> um, wow, draft red and white cards. Draft the end. red and white cards. Draft fast decks. Yeah, the end. End yep. of period. Period. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess you've got to be aggressive in this format. You and, really do. And I don't know if there's a way to draft control. Um, if there if there is, it probably involves um playing the oil gorger trolls in some kind of way yeah um but i don't know or having like like we were saying like if you have a lot of uncommons in one of those less 
good color pairs. Yeah. Like, is it? If you is have a it? lot of serum core chimeras, you can make a quite good deck. Yeah. Um, if you have a lot of void wing hybrids and proliferate, you can make quite a good deck. But it's just so much harder. Tough road to hoe, as they say. Yeah. Have you ever hoed a road, by the way? Wait. <laughs> I think it's a tough <laughs> row. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense. Row to hoe. Yes. Have you ever hoed a row? Did you? <laughs> did you? Up until now, think that it was a tough road to hoe? Well, you know, sometimes you got to hoe a whole road, you know what I mean? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't think I should. Hold on, I'm Googling it. I'm going to see tough road to (laughs) Google's going to be like, do you mean a tough road road to hoe? Hoe. (laughs) That... Oh, this is an argument. Oh. This is an argument. Grammarbook.com. A lot of people say a tough road to hoe when they mean it is a tough row to hoe. That's wow. funny. So it's not just me. <laughs> um, at least it's one of those sayings that's not too old that you completely have no idea, no what, idea it what it means. Um, but you, you know, whatever you're hoeing, you know, yeah. it's tough out there right now. <laughs> Real tough. Real in, tough. In Phyrexia, all will be one draft. But if you manage to draft an aggressive quick deck, you're going to feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. What a, yeah. <sighs> what a draft format. What a draft format. <laughs> I am having a lot more fun with it than I've had with a, the last couple of sets. Yeah, it say. is fun. We're, you know, even though I am always disappointed when there is a format, when there is a color pair that is just so dumpster that you are just like. Yes. You, you're like, I don't want to end uh, up in it. I don't like when that happens. But yeah. regardless, the other stuff is pretty interesting. Yeah. Even despite it being so fast that I, I give it credit. For sure. It is. It's. A fun format to draft. I've been enjoying it. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode and hearing, listening to our voices through all of our concrud colds. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm here. We're here. We made We're it We're here. Are we a little tired? Yes. 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 Um, but are we so appreciative of you? Yes. yes. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who is a patron of this show. We say it every time, but it's because it's that important to us. Um, Thank you so much. We would love to dedicate the next episode to you if you become a patron or increase your patronage on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Um, Every time we get a notification of a new patron or an increasing patron, it literally makes our day. So if you're like, I would like to make Maria and Megan's day, this is how you you do it. You can. You absolutely can. Literally as little as a buck a month. Um, So thank you so much, everybody. And uh, thank you again to Card Kingdom. Check them out at cardkingdom.com slash glhf. Get yourself a shiny little bundle because guess what? You deserve it. You deserve it. Or get yourself some sweet foils for your commander deck. They've got everything you need. And I'm a huge fan of blinging out your deck. Um, we just played some commander, by the way. Yes, we did. It'll be available soon to watch. We'll let you know when and where that will happen. Um, and even though our hands wow. are so small, our hands are so small and yet we shuffled and those yet decks. we shuffled those hundred cards. I can still, you know, I can still feel it. I can still feel it in my little joints. Yeah. And everyone's like, when are you going to play cards. commander? Well, uh, Hey, we did. We did. And so there's some, there's some really cool decks. It. We um, recorded it. Yeah. Courtesy of Judge Rob. Judge Rob got us some awesome decks. So yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned for that, everybody. Um, yeah. What else am I going to tell you? Have a great day and stay safe through this winter yes. storm. Okay. Stay warm. Stay warm. Tell us what snack you're eating. Oh, what snack love you to snacking know. out there? You can tweet at us at GLHF Magic with the hashtag. Which snack in my snack? <laughs> snack in my snack. Yeah. Or the ha- hashtag tough road to hoe. 